Hello and welcome to the Macrofab Engineering Podcast. We're your hosts, Parker Dillman. And Stephen Craig, and this is episode 89. So I'd like to give a shout out to Tom Anderson. He is a longtime listener and he is one of our um, vocal people in our Slack channel. He talks a lot, helps people out in that channel. Um, but he just came out with his own podcast it's called uh, Function. I think the URL is functionpodcast.com, so it's pretty easy to remember. Um, and it's about art and engineering and the crossroads that you get when those mix. That's really cool. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. So they got four episodes already up. They, they're, I think episode four is the one I was listening to. It's about an hour and a half long. So. Did you like it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Cool, cool. Um, it reminds me a lot about that episode when we talked to... Um, Patrick and Patrick, yeah. Kelly. Yes. Yep. Yeah, a lot, a lot like that. I, we actually just finished that project. Well, finished is is in quotes. So that, that that's a project that's sort of going to be ongoing, but but that whole project that's uh, the just, um, museum, the project. science museum science project. Museum. Yep. So I had an idea about the science museum project. Uh-huh. So we should do a video log podcast, right? Okay. So we go and go over there and go check it out. Let's do that when when they're one hundred percent like. Oh, it's all working. done. Yeah, no, yeah I'm yeah, saying yeah. That it's already open. Like we go buy tickets, go there. And oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And just actually tour the whole exhibit and show it off, and then like the very last end will be like because you know you got you can't you can't give the the goods up early, so you have to do your part of it last, so people watch the whole video. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yeah. The uh, it's funny because you got you got tease at the beginning though. Yeah, the uh, the drill project that we did has a big uh, AC motor up at the top and it runs on 70, 90 volts, something like that. I can't remember. I designed it. I don't even remember. Whatever. It makes a bunch of noise. Um, and at first we were like, oh, this is not good. It's pretty noisy. And then we looked around and all the exhibits around it are all like, <laughs> like making all these noises with it. And it's a drill and the motor sounds like a drill. So we're like, all right, this is cool. And the, the museum guys were like, yeah, that's fine. It's going to be okay. Yeah. So. Cool. You're really neat. Yeah. And then on the Jeep project, which is putting cruise control, factory cruise control mm-hmm. into the Jeep, um, I haven't got, only received one part so far. Which I, one? I got the brand new connector that basically plugs into the air vacuum solenoid thing that actually pulls the cable Okay. for the throttle body. That came in. That Connectors for automotive stuff for that era are not cheap anymore. How much was that? That was $45. For a single connector? It's a four-pin connector. It did come with, like, leads and stuff like that, so you just drop... So you don't have to crimp anything. You just drop them into the connector and, and then, and then you know, butt splice it onto your, your harness. What, Iris? That's what they're called. <laughs> it's called a butt splice. It is, yeah, that is... That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> she just starts giggling over here. Yeah, I'm like, that's what it's called. <laughs> Um, yeah, you butt splice it together. So this is the connector that I'm adding to my harness because it has all the other connectors I need. I just need to put extra pins in it and run new wire. And then this is the connector that plugs into the actual part that, um, does the cruise control lean. So yeah, cool stuff. Expensive parts from the nineties. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, they're just running out of those parts now. No one, no one expected to keep a you know ninety nine Jeep for 
over a decade now. Right, and nobody manufactures that. No. It's just been sitting in a warehouse yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it's in... it, the old, new old stock parts. Right. Trying to find Mopar NOS parts now is crazy. Well, you, you know what you know what's going to happen. They're going to open a, like a, a warehouse somewhere in some other country and just find like boxes and Billions. boxes and boxes that's of actually that. What, that's actually what happened to Atari. Oh man, that was like in the eighty, uh, late eighties or early nineties. Like they opened up a couple warehouses that because that was when Atari was like liquidating stuff. Mm-hmm. So they sold off a whole bunch of property in California, and it, everyone, just, it just sat. Dormant. Everything was just was um, yeah. They sold off all the property, and they just basically. Took everything if if it was a full warehouse, they just didn't care, right? Yeah. So people finally started going through it and like finding how much crazy stuff's in there, like thousands and thousands of like Atari Atari ET cartridges. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I heard about yeah. that. Yeah, what didn't get into the landfill basically, right? Which is actually legit. There's a documentary on um atari on netflix where they actually go and find the landfill and dig up some stuff and they legit found yep. stuff there yep. yeah yeah the the legend is true the legend is true not as cool though it's basically just full of et and old cartridges there's not there was other carts in there too yeah um one of my friends bought a asteroid asteroid yeah asteroid from the landfill yeah from the landfill bought garbage <laughs> legendary garbage <laughs> legendary it's a purple drop <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Stephen, mm-hmm. um, this will be the third week in a row we've talked about the Ice Spindle project. Yeah, we'll, we'll go fast on this one. Basically, it works. Um, and I did some calibration. So, uh, I, I made a bucket full of prison wine, uh, which was 12 liters of water, three kilograms of table sugar, and a whole bunch of packets of champagne yeast. It looks disgusting. Oh, it looks like mud. It it looks it looks oh it's it's disgusting but it it does what it needs to and I've I had four of these spindles in there and I was gathering a whole bunch of data and they're doing what you they need you to do. actually showed me a couple of days ago I think it was on Tuesday of like the graph on your phone yep yeah and you were like showing off and like in our company chat and stuff of all the stuff that you know the actual like gravity going down because the yeast is eating sugar and stuff like that yeah i can i I have the actual angle of inclination what's interesting is is i plotted all three or all four sorry devices three of them have a really really tight relationship of a fifth of a degree per one point of specific gravity Mm -hmm. uh so they change by that much angle when gravity changes that much uh, and then there's another one that changes by 0.4, so it's twice as much. It it just tilts twice as much, and I don't know why. I have mm. no clue why, but whatever. If it it's ha- consistent, that's all that matters. It has lighter electrons in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's or, built from ex- the exact same thing, and it just doesn't or, work the same. Or you, like, breathe into it and sealed it up. Oh, which yeah. has, like, more CO2 or something in it. What, what's cool is all the units have the... DB eighteen S twenty or whatever that 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 one it's a it's a one wire temperature sensor yeah, yeah they all have that in there and once all the temperature had had kind of uh, equalized between all the devices the uh, the difference in temperature between four different uh, devices was like a tenth of a degree Fahrenheit so it's it nice like, like confirmation I, that they're all I, I bet you that device has a tenth of degree resolution yeah yeah, yeah right right yeah. ones of ones one bit higher than the other right mm-hmm. so they it, it's nice to have tight grouping of all that yeah so that's that's so nice. are you gonna drink that prison wine I, i'm gonna taste it yeah it's 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 about halfway fermented right yeah now. i would wait till it's all fermented and then mix it with like dr pepper 
Mm. It's just Houston tap water. Yeah, no. I know. I didn't even clean the bucket. That oh, okay. Because I didn't worse. need it. I didn't need to clean it. I'm oh, just fermenting dude, just be, for the alcohol. <laughs> it's gonna be. That is gonna be some sour stuff. Oh, me. it's gonna be rotten. And yeah. it's it's. Uh, I I've. Have you smelled it? It's it smells like CO two. It's it's what you would expect. Oh, so actually, it might not be. Um, it might not be the 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 Krausen, the yeah. head, the protein goop yeah. is is like a light tan color on yeah, the top it's, of the it's, water. I, when you sent me the picture, it didn't look infected. No, no, no. So it no, actually no. will probably just it will taste bad, but it won't be infected. So it won't be sour. Well, I, I use some hefty champagne yeast, so it's going to attenuate, or it's going basically it's going to produce a ton of alcohol. About eighteen to twenty percent is what yeah. this yeast is rated for. So it's going to be it's borderline liquor. Yeah, you know. Ugh, yeah, it's gonna be gross. <laughs> so I would, I would cold crash it. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, put gelatin in it. Cold crash it so you get everything, all the yeast out of it. Yep. Because that yeast is gonna float like crazy, right? Yeah. Drop everything yeah. out, and then siphon off the top. Okay. Because you can't distill it. Not legally. Yeah, you can legally cannot distill it. So I would just take that and just mix it with Dr Pepper, and that's some ice. Ugh. I bet you. It would, I bet you would not taste the difference. Probably not. It'll the get you messed pre- up. I guarantee yeah, you that. It'll, it'll probably give you one of the worst hangovers you've ever had. Yeah, it will. But it will It will not taste. You won't be able to taste how bad that stuff is. Well, I Dr. Mean, Pepper yeah. masks Dr. Pepper will mask it. Yeah, it certainly will. A bunch of syrup and sugar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give it a shot, and then we'll report on how bad it tastes. In fact, maybe I'll bring you a shot of it, and that you might can take be, a shot of it on the podcast. Yeah, that might be like the first episode we miss because Steven just is like dead. <laughs> Somehow I'm back the next episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry to report, Stephen has died. Yeah, he'll be back next week at our regular hours. <laughs> so yes, that 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 happened. Yeah, that happened. So what's this dia transformation thing? Okay, same guys that I did the science museum project. Okay. Well, well, not both of them. Patrick Renner, uh, the artist. Uh, he and I are actually doing a sculpture that's going up in the Contemporary Arts Museum in Plainview, Texas on November 10th. Uh, so that's the day of the opening. And the reason why we're even How, really... How's the view there? <laughs> Quite plain. Quite plain? Quite plain. Actually, I've never been and I really have no clue where it even is. <laughs> I know it's 570 miles away from here. So I kind of have to research It's got to be in West that. Texas then. I think it's Northwest Texas. Yeah. Yeah. You can drive like 900 miles that direction and still be in Texas. Yeah, uh, Texas is just under 900 miles wide. It is monstrous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, it's from Houston. I believe it's it's l- takes longer to get to the edge of Texas than it does from the edge of Texas to uh, LA. California. Yeah. LA. LA. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's a big state. Now, that doesn't count if LA has traffic. Uh, well, it might I, take I, you eight hours in LA traffic. May, to get maybe, to LA. maybe, I, no, sorry, not time, but distance. Distance. Physical yeah. distance, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I sat in traffic yesterday for an hour, and after, uh, just trying to get home, and after it all led up, there was nothing. There wasn't a wreck. There wasn't anything. It was like everyone just decided, well, let's go slow. You know, like, <laughs> that is Houston traffic for you right there. There was no, there was no grease stain. There's no carnage. It was just too many cars on the road. Pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, th- this project, we're calling it Diatomaceous Transformation, which um, if you kind of like diagram or, or, or dissect what that means, it's basically shifting dirt. Uh, is diatomaceous is a bunch of like dirt particles basically okay uh, so so uh, we're gonna have this this 
kind of sheet of plywood or two sheets of plywood hanging from the ceiling that all have a bunch of uh, one and a half by one and a half um, inch rods of plywood or, or of, uh, like two by four material okay. hanging from that. And I have devised a mechanism uh, to which we can control each one of those rods and drop them from the ceiling at any time randomly, okay. effectively. So it's a grid of these rods hanging down from the ceiling. There's 64 of them, so it's an eight by eight grid. Yeah. And I've devised a, an Arduino with a, a, with a PCB. With a crap ton like shift registers. Uh, Two 595s yeah. and uh, 16 relays, and I can access any point on the grid and drop randomly a, a one of the rods. And so our project, it's a lot more than just like dropping pieces of wood, but for the for the listeners of this podcast, they probably care more about like how the Arduino side works than what the art actually means on that. But uh, so yeah, no, I have, I have a, a device that can randomly access any point on this grid mm-hmm. uh, it turns a servo motor and it drops pins on there. So it's actually a really cool. I, I'm 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 happy with how the design went. So I have it all like sketched up in Google, so I can show some images on there. Oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah. So what's so. what's supposed to represent? Um, the darkness of my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Plainview, Texas. Yeah, Plainview, Texas. <laughs> it, it actually. So it's. Uh, to break it down really quickly we're we're driving on the way there we're stopping eight times each time we stop we're gathering a bucket full of dirt from each location and we're going to paint all of the rods and while we're painting them we're going to sprinkle some of the dirt from each location that we stopped and so the the idea is sort of like the piece uh is um in a way you're traveling with us from houston to plainview uh, by viewing the piece and, and this is supposed to drop all 64 rods across an entire month. So okay. it'll drop two a day effectively. And, uh, so we, we're not deciding the piece. The Arduino is going to randomly select one and drop it, but then it drops and they create a pile on the ground of like the various dirts and distances between Houston and Plainview. And so there's, there's a lot of layers that kind of get folded up into it. It's an onion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pizza is an onion. Yeah. Uh, and it's tongue in cheek with the whole like shifting dirt. Yeah. Cause you're like the uh, Patrick, and you got shift registers. Oh, that's that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. (laughs) It it was funny because Patrick, Patrick was like, what are we going to name this piece? And I was like, we have to come up with some really like shitty bullshit, uh, artsy, fartsy name. And so I was like, diatomaceous transformation, because if you know what that means, it's just falling or shifting dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. So, yeah, we're doing that. And I've got the PCBs in. I have to actually make them. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll have to maybe we'll take a... um well, that's actually kind of far to make a trip. <laughs> 570 miles is a bit. Yeah, it's a bit. So I'm taking some days off work to do that. Yeah. Uh, cool. I, I can't wait to see the... Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll certainly have some videos of that. Yeah, I think we're going to have a professional um, videographer yeah. do some stuff. It'd be cool to do like a time lapse of like all the whole week. Well, we're going to set the project up twice. So the oh, okay. opening night, it will drop all 64 pieces so each each log will drop once a once every three minutes across three hours then we have to reset the whole thing and it will run for an entire month after that gotcha. for anyone who wants to come in because you know the opening night is the night where you have everyone show up to yeah. the that we're going to want to if if one dropped it wouldn't really 
And so so here's uh, ooh, here's yeah exactly. ah. here's another layer that of course we're adding something in there. Each one of the rods that hangs down, they're cut at different lengths, such that when it's all set up, you actually see kind of like a, a shape of them, and that shape is randomly determined by a handful of variables like the population of plain view, the distance between uh, Houston and plain view, and a handful of other things. We're going to randomize that in a Excel sheet such that the the shape of the the piece is randomly uh, determined and then the dropping of the pieces is randomly determined determined and then the end of the piece is randomly determined so there you go yeah okay randomly determined that'll be the that'll be the title of this podcast <laughs> good I'm the cool last week's was tldr life <laughs> oh, no, I, okay so i'll mention i'll mention one thing uh the hardest part of this project was creating a um the code to have it shuffle an array because I'm I'm so piss poor at writing code that I was like how do, how do you shuffle an array like it took me a while to figure that one out I need an array that's 64 uh 64 uh, elements mm-hmm. and then I just wanted to shift them all around randomly without me knowing and then I'm going to access them in row you yeah know? and then I get so yeah yeah okay so the pick of the week <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're so good at that. So good at transitioning. Um, this is a new chip. We actually picked it. I actually picked a chip for this for once. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. I think the last one was the OPA, the the bigger brother of the regulator that we were using, or not regulator, op amp that we're using in the super simple power supply. That's the, the OPA five four one is the original one. Yeah, and there's the bigger brother, which is like the. 71 or something like that. It, we've, we've been working on the project so long that they developed an entire another chip during that Yes, time. they did. A whole another version that's better. Um, anyways, so this chip is Intercell, Intercell's um, new USB-C buck boost chip. And mm. This is the first like in the industry that is a buck boost voltage regulator. So it's everything that you need to do the voltage for USB-C power uh, delivery in one chip. So oh, you, you, can, you knew that it was only a matter of time until something time, like this came out. But it's everything in one. So you can do three. It, it can in, your input voltage is three point eight to twenty four volt. Okay. And the three point eight is interesting because that is one lithium cell. Ah. Yeah. And then outputs five to twenty, which is the entire range of voltages for the um, USB Type C power delivery. Right. I don't know what amperage. It is over that, cause I, so I don't know if it can do the hundred watt. But well, if it's a if it's a but it's a voltage regulator, it, like all of the it it's not delivering the power directly. It's a controller, right? Possibly. So if it's a controller, then you can de- you could design it to deliver up to the f- five, five amp. amp. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. because you probably connect this up to a um, uh, the inductors and all the external yeah crap. Yeah, right. so you could de- design it for whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and so it can do the whole range without a dead zone. So you can give it 3.8 volts and it will boost it to 20 or you can give it 24 and it will ramp down or you can get 7.4 volts and it can go in that entire range. That's really, yeah, that's cool. Crazy for, for a single thing to do that. Yeah. So the, this is this sentence I liked a lot because it reminded me of something. It leverages Intercell's patented R3 trademarked modulation technology to, Deliver acoustically free, uh, noise-free operation, superior light load efficiency, and ultra-fast transient response. What is mm. that from? <laughs> the, 
the super retro turbo encabulator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, deliver acoustic noise-free operation. It's not buzzy. No. Um, Superior su- light load efficiency. Which means you don't have to load it to get 90% plus, which you normally have to do for switchers. Right. Um, Ultra-fast transient response, which is it, it basically can put out a lot of juice when it needs to. Yeah. Yeah. What are you typing up? I'm trying to find the um, uh, turbo encabulator uh, thing. Yeah, the URL right there. Well, Just yeah. click it on your sheet. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> oh, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> we still use uh, paper for all of no, our notes. show notes here. I don't know why this doesn't work. Um, oh, it's because it's not blue. Oh, yeah. It does, it's not <laughs> underlined in blue. Yeah. Uh, there's there's one for what is it the oh the long and glorious history of the turbo encabulator. Are you talking about the, like the um, the phases? Yeah, every seventh winding is of a Lotus configuration. configuration. Yeah, that's the best, best one. <laughs> uh, SciShow did a joke on that. SciShow, the uh, YouTube channel. Mm. Um, you should check that one out. It's it's really good because they present it like it's like it's just legit information. Yeah, it's so freaking good. Yeah. Uh, we should we should link to that. Yeah, well, okay, we'll link to both of them. Yeah. But yeah, um but yeah, it I can I I really want to get my hands on USB type C power delivery. I just haven't had time. And do a full 100 watt. Full 100 watt supply. We need to do something with that. Yeah. All right, so RFO. So you got one RFO this week. Okay? It is it is how to stop people from stealing your oscilloscope probes. And this was a video Keysight put out like a couple of days ago. This thing is awesome. So they go through like all like different scenarios of like. Wait, is this a joke or real? Half both. Half? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it it starts out kind of like serious, and then it immediately becomes completely silly. Okay. Um, but I mean, a big problem is like we even have this here. If, like you go up to our probe rack, you you're adjusting. No, no, no. There's a fly. Oh, okay. That's like right on my microphone. So, I, so it's like, oh, I don't want to get close to the microphone. There's a fly. What's it doing? Like, oh, whatever. So anyways, yeah. you know, like you go and try to get some gator clips off, off the power for your power supply. Oh, And yeah. they're gone. Yeah, we've had problems with it. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's pretty relevant. And my favorite was um, your, your oscilloscope probes missing is like the number one cause of workplace violence in an engineering firm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but so they have different methods. One is like camouflaging it. And so they, they the guy has the scope probe down and puts camo tape and tapes <laughs> it down to the bench so you, so you can't see it in quotes. Um, another one is you booby trap it by putting peanut butter on it. And so when someone go, goes to grab it, they get peanut butter all over their hands. <laughs> and you ruin the probe. <laughs> you ruin the probe. Um, one is um, become known as like the person who doesn't wash his hands at work. Oh. So no one will touch it. <laughs> I mean, that's not real hard in an engineering no. department. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I'm not. It's just, it's just not hard. <laughs> um, I mean, everyone thinks that the engineering department at every company doesn't wash their hands. It's just kind of known. And then, it, like another one is like, um, like put out rumors of things you do with the oscilloscope probes. Oh. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a really funny video, though. Um, but I guess the best th- the, the thing to take away this, though, is what would you do 
Uh, I knew that was coming. Yeah, you knew. I, I, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, they actually asked that at the end of the video, too. So, You know, I would probably just, like, put them in a box of feminine care products or something like that because <laughs> there's not a single engineer that would get near that. And there you go. You're done. Yeah. I would, short of locking them up, I would probably, like, just keep them on me all the time. Like, you'd get, like, a little case, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, when you were in school, you had, like, the pencil box? Uh-huh. The scope probe box. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a really good way to get your ass kicked. <laughs> That's a really good way. But I could see you walking down the hallway with, like, the um, like the ammo belt that Chewbacca wears. <gasps> with but all, it's just all the different scope connectors? Probes. Yeah, connectors no, and so probes. So you have, like, gator probes, and you can have the scope probes, and you can have... Um, I like how excited you got about that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a really cool idea. And then you can have, like, a box... Like, because you know, it has different boxes. Like, yeah. oh, it could be like a belt that Batman wore. Yeah, utility with shark repellent. And <laughs> it's an engineering utility belt. It has all the probes, has a multimeter. It has, um, like, a box of, like, stock resistors, stock capacitors, a, um, a uh, breadboard, and then an Arduino. And Arduino could be the belt buckle part. You, you realize, like, you just described, like, a wet dream for a lot of Kickstarter guys. Like <laughs> that would make billions of yeah. dollars on Kickstarter. I bet oh, yeah. you someone could take. We should have a podcast where it's just called a bunch of bad ideas, and we just we don't have a structure. We just we just make bad ideas constantly. Yeah, yeah. An engineering utility belt, a survival belt. Oh, that's what it would be called. Yeah. Ha- wait, wait, wait. Have you seen Have you seen the Pause Pod? No. What's the Pause? Oh pod? my gosh, you got to see this. It got funded. Um. I think it. I think it's Kickstarter. It could be Indiegogo. I was confused because I saw it on both locations. So it almost seems like these guys did two at the same time in both locations. Okay. Whatever. It's the. It's called the Pause Pod, and what it is, it's a tent that you pop up, and <gasps> oh, you can just yes, like sit that. in it. Yes, yes. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And yeah, it, it's a tent. It's a. It's a black tent. So you pop it up, and you can have a space that no one can bother you at work. Yeah, no, like, you can sit down, and you can just, like, be quiet for a minute. Yeah. Or, and, and they have, like, you can upgrade it, and it has, like, this little pop-out edge. Yeah. Or, like, this little thing, so you can lay down and have, like, your feet. Yeah, yeah, it's on Indiegogo. Che- yes. uh, Iris, check and see if it's on Kickstarter also. Yeah. Uh, if you want another way to get your ass kicked, <laughs> show up to work with a pause pod. Pause pod. <laughs> it's just, like, how much of a douche could you be at work? Uh, that much. That much? That is that is and, how and, much you can be. And so... It, it is on both, yeah. And, and so it got funded. So I was looking at that, and the... It's, it's, it's actually not a bad idea if it could completely block out sound. So you could actually use it to, like, you know, get away. What, pause? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just, like, made of, like, you know, thin nylon, so sound's just going to go right through it. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's what it is. It's it's a repurposed like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, a yeah. relaxation capsule. There we go. Oh, for ninety thousand dollars. Yeah, Iris is showing us a picture from Amazon of a relaxation capsule, and what it basically is is it looks like a Star Trek prop. And I, I prob- they probably used one of those at one time yeah, yeah, where, like, yeah. a guy gets in and makes a noise. And, it, like, and then, like, somebody's go, healed. Or, or they're going to hibernation or Actually, something. no, I think there was an episode um, where, where, like, a guy was using that. And if, if he did it, like, for ten minutes every day, then he wouldn't die. Or something because it, like, rejuvenated his cells and they decided not to die. Or I don't know. It was something, something really He just stupid. decided not to die. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. 
Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, no. The pause pod, that's... um. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Justin, our, our ops manager, I was sitting in an airport with him, and he just he's just like, hey, take a look at this. That guy's going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> you know, like, and he showed me a picture of a dude sitting in a pause pod. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that must be when he sent it to me then, too. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, because it was just like... We, he but also, I immediately pointed out like the fundamental problem of it's not soundproof. And he's like, you're thinking way too much into this. Oh, yeah. No, way too much. <laughs> way too much. You know, and, and it was one of those things. I, I looked at him. I was like, is this all it takes? You know, is it like literally, I'm, I, maybe we shouldn't shit too much on those guys, but it's like, wow, like it's not that hard to make a product, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you could just repurpose something for, I don't know. Well, they just changed the color of it. And no, to it, black? No, you know, that looks like <laughs> they make those for beaches so you can pop something up and like change your clothes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or like the uh, um, pop-up showers like or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It looks just like that, except it's black instead of blue or green. or Because they actually make the similar things, too, for um, instant green screens. And kids in nurseries. <laughs> right? Mm. Yes, they do. I okay. set up my nursery at my church every week. We have, like, four of those. Okay. They just pop <laughs> and up. And you know what? They didn't cost 150 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> And the, the, be- the kids don't go in and take a pause the there, best, I can tell you that. The, this is the thing, though. It's also called the pause pod, and it's supposed to be for relaxing. Mm. And then you're done, and now you got to struggle to put that thing back in its enclosure. You so it ruins your pause. Yeah, just completely destroys it. I don't know if people it. have ever tried to, like, collapse those, like, springy tent things. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah, they're horrendous. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. We, we need to come up with a different name, name for it, like a, like, a, like a chi cave or something like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have umlaut. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has umlauts. That's how, that's how you get the money. Your product has... It's like macro... F- if you put an umlaut over the A in fab, what would it sound like? It'd probably still sound like macro fab. <laughs> but it'd it have umlauts over it. Macro fab. Yeah, macro fab. I don't know. You'd have to... Whenever you see the umlauts because it doesn't exist in our language, we just kind of like change the way we pronounce it somehow just yeah. whatever like there's a there's a there's an amp called the the uber shawl or that's a, the best i can pronounce it it stands for uh supersonic uh Ooh, that's cool yeah and i just call it the uber <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just deepen your tone yeah just kind of like i just open your throat a little bit because there's the dots there yeah i, don't know, I just take a guess <laughs> okay <laughs> well hey before we sign off uh, I want to give a quick thanks to Pat Hensley. Uh, Pat is uh, a, a listener from day one, uh, and he's uh, he's been to a handful of our uh, meetups, and he helped us with uh, some of our projects. He helped us get the... Um, the really fancy seven-segment... Multimeter. Multimeter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pat gave me uh, actually some suggestions uh, to use for... Um, my eye spindles and some mm-hmm. of the gathering of the data. He called out some M2X. Uh, basically, I use Ubi Dots right now uh, to get all Does of my stuff. Does that have as well? It should. I, I should check. <laughs> it really should. Ubi Dots. Ubi Dots. <laughs> but he he, uh, he sent me an email saying M2X. So thanks, Pat. I appreciate it. Um, so it's, so that's just a different service. It's a client. It's okay. a it's a client that gathers data, uh, and uh, he was basically saying is it's it way the, better than Ubidots. Is it in the cloud? I, this is my first Fourier into like real IoT stuff, so I'm all like, ooh, I don't know. Is it cloud? Is it the pause pod? I don't know. I, 
<laughs> He's also going to be talking at the next meetup. At the end of this month. That's yes. right. Yeah. He's got a pretty cool presentation. What day is that? The 25th of October. We should all wear costumes for the meetup. Yeah, we're supposed to have a MacFab-like party or something. So keep it secret. Uh, my team here at MacroFab, we're all going to try to dress up as Bob. Bob, Bob, <laughs> Bob is our logistics manager here, and he wears a blue polo and super starched pants every day to work. And, and we're and, and a hat, yeah, and a, and, a, and, a, and a ball cap, and we're going to try to dress up like him. Yeah. So I got to get some starch. Yeah, that's going great. <laughs> I was actually, I'm going to dress up as a electrolytic capacitor. Oh, good luck yeah. sitting down. <laughs> so it's like a cardboard tube that goes over your whole body. Yep. Right? And then silver pants. And then paint on the side, you know, a brand name. Oh, what if I just called it Gold Fine? Like, actually wrote Gold Fine on the side <laughs> and then spray painted it gold. <laughs> yeah, are you going to get a big uh, concrete cardboard tube? Or are you going to just form a circle out of I have no idea how cardboard. I'm going to do that yet. Yeah, you I'm, I'm going to go on Amazon and see what the largest cardboard tube I can order. On Prime. Hmm. Or you want Probably well, not big enough for you to fit in. Maybe not. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Probably yeah. not. But What's you can make your own. Yeah. It's going to be broken in like 10 minutes anyway. Because <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> I go, oh, if I made a hatch, so it just opened up in the front and then I can get beer. Are you going to have the pin one stripe or the, I'm sorry, not the pin one, the ground stripe down, yeah, go, down the that. side? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It will look like that. a capacitor. What, what value is Parker? Uh, you should calculate what value it would be being your size. And then do it like a... Many, um, many farads. Yeah, many, <laughs> many farads. And then um, I guess you have to pick a voltage rating first and then figure out the density of the dielectric and then scale that up. Yep. Yeah, that'd be probably the most sane method of doing it. And you'd probably be close enough. Yeah. So a farad, a farad cap is... The size know. of a Coke can about... Uh, like a twelve volt yeah. one is so, yeah no it's a, maybe a little bit bigger yeah a bit one of the tall tall yeah. boys yeah something like that so just multiply that those volumes up and then yeah get whatever you get yeah it'd probably be a couple thousand <laughs> a couple thousand farad yeah. yeah shocking shocking yeah and with that yeah that was the Macrofab <laughs> Engineering Podcast we were your hosts Stephen Craig and Parker Dumman take it easy guys later. Thank you, yes you, our listener, for downloading our show. If you have a cool idea, project, or topic that you want Stephen and I to discuss, tweet us at MacroFab or email us at MacroFab or at podcast at MacroFab.com. We didn't change to MacroFab at MacroFab.com. I don't know, who would get that email? You would get it? Is, okay. Um, if you're not subscribed to the podcast yet, click that subscribe button and soon we'll have a subscribe button. Spoilers. That way you can get the latest MEP episode right when it releases. And please review us on iTunes. It helps the show stay visible and helps new listeners find us.